All right, people, welcome to Culture Score, episode one. Culture Score, black culture at the intersection of black culture and pop culture. This is a podcast about black culture and entertainment. We're going to focus mostly on film, TV, and music. We ask for permission to do whatever else we want to do. Um, this is Ben. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Marcus. Um, I guess I'm your next host. Uh, slightly better looking, but maybe a little less intelligent than Ben. And uh, you're going to get a lot of I don't know about <laughs> better looking. Hi, yellow is not better looking, but you can keep going. Uh, you're going to get that a lot. That seems to be his favorite thing uh, to call me as high yellow. I don't think I'm that high yellow. I think I'm more golden like the arches. Uh, no trademarks to McDonald's included. But uh, today we got a special episode for you. Um, and uh, Ben, why don't you tell them what we're going to talk about today? So today we're going to be covering Lupin. Um, it's the show that came up on Netflix and was looking at it from a cinematic point of view. We're going to cover what we perceive as something cultural in the movie that I don't want to, re- in the show, excuse me, that I don't want to reveal quite yet. But in the process of it, you know, we're going to go through the process with us. But, you know, if you haven't watched Lupin, the show, um, which we're going to try hard not to put any spoilers in it, but we're going to talk about it and we're going to give you what we think about when we watch the show and see how it intersects with black culture and representation in it. So, Marcus, have you watched it? What is your synopsis of what Lupin was? Um, well, I finished the the, sh- the series last night. Um, I had watched the first two episodes, really liked it. Um, for all of you out there who do not speak French, uh, we call it Lupin. Uh, to people like Ben, who speak some French, they're a little bit more bougie than the rest of us. So, what did you call it? Lupin? What, what did you call it? It's Lupin. Lupin. You cannot okay. take, you should call it what it is. You don't need to Americanize the world. This is, it's Lupin. Hey, but I'm, go I'm ahead. From the South. I'm up. from the South, so I don't, I don't have all those wonderful uh, languages that you do. But um, in just the show, one of the things that interested me in the show, to be quite frank with you, is one of my favorite movies of all time is The Thomas Crown Affair. Um, and it reminds me of that. Um, I know the, the second one, it was the first edition of it that came out, but the second one with Pierce Brosnan, it reminded me a little bit of like a mixture of between like the Thomas Crown Affair and maybe Luther with Idris Elba. And so it looked interesting to me. And from what I read, it seems like it's interesting to most of the world. I think it's one of the highest rated shows uh, ever for Netflix so far. I think I read somewhere 80 million people have watched the show so far. So, so basically, you have a, a black gentleman in France who's um, kind of like a, a jewelry, jewelry thief or, or he, he's kind of like one of those people that you would see, like I said, in Thomas Crown Affair. But he's trying to avenge the death of his father. Um, so basically, a very rich, affluent and powerful uh, family has basically uh, decided that his father should get convicted of stealing some jewels that he didn't steal just so they can get the insurance money. And that begins the quest of this entire show of uh, the main character trying to figure out how to avenge the death of his father. Did his father actually steal these jewels, which he didn't believe he did, and trying to uncover it. Um, It's a very short series thus far. 
Um, it's only five episodes. I personally highly recommend it. I think it's a really interesting show, but we want to do a deep dive today on some of the things that we really loved about the show and maybe some things that we didn't love so much. So, um, so Ben, just kind of to jump into the show, like what were some of the things that you may have liked best about the show? I mean, so to me, uh, the, the story is really interesting. You know, it's, it's a very silky smooth James Bondy Luther type of show. And I think cinematically is very well done. The design is great. Um, the camera work is really good. I think they're always in focus. You're always seeing the characters where they need to be. Um, the locations that they picked were great. You know, so to me, I think the story, even when it gets a little bit slow, you can't really lose sight because they keep giving you little hints that finally come together, right? So that's, to me, that's, I think that's some of the really good things about the show, you know, from a, a story standpoint. I mean, it could be better, but it's good enough for Netflix. Um, blocking, the angle selection. So it's an overall good show, I think, you know, in my opinion. What about you? So what I took from the show, like some of the things I really like, as I've already said, I love the Thomas Crown Affair and it definitely had elements of that. I thought the acting was superb. You know, I thought all the actors did a really good job. I didn't feel like anybody was like phoning it in or anything of that nature. No, absolutely. But, I agree with you there. Yeah. I, but I think one of the things I like best I, that really resonated with me is that the main character of this show could have really been any race. Uh, it, it really could have been like it's. it was just it didn't seem like it was a part written for uh, a white male or a Hispanic or whatever. It could have been anyone. And as a black man, I, I really find that kind of comforting. You know, it's a it's a role that it's not something stereotypical, so you know, to me. Oh. And, and don't want to cut you off. I, that's no, my biggest problem with the show. And, and that's really where I think this concept of blackwashing to me comes in. You know, it's something that we advocate for and it's something that we like to see, but I, it, it's just not realistic. It feels to me like the show was written for a white person and then they just took a black guy and stuck him in the role, right? So the face of it is black, but there's nothing about it that's remotely black or remotely cultural that makes me feel like the guy actually fits in the role, right? It's, it's completely, I, watching it, I understood why a black James Bond would not work. Because, you know, you can say what you want to say about how I feel, but I just don't see a black guy fitting in with cops around, fitting in at some of the places that they had him go to and not getting shut up from toe to head. Right. So it's to me, it's not very realistic. I think sometimes like in life, you know, your greatest gift can be your greatest curse. You know, like, for instance, if you're a people person you know, people are gravitating towards you. But then when you want some time to yourself, you're like, oh my God, like, can people leave me alone? I think as a viewer watching the show um, and as a person of color watching the show, it's just, it's really nice to not have somebody be downtrodden or someone playing something stereotypically negative, uh, a gangster or something of that sort. He so was as a thief, a viewer, for crying out loud, Marcus. He was a thief. No, but, no, no, I get that, but but just hear me out with this one. I think as a viewer of the show, I think it's great that even though he was a thief, just like I said, and I know I've used this term quite a few times, but in Thomas Crown, Thomas Crown was a thief as well, but you know, he was still a sophisticated, intelligent, articulate person, and it's almost like you're rooting for the anti-hero because you almost forget that that person's a thief because there's a reason why they're doing it. So I think as a viewer of the show, 
I like the fact that we can show that there's some complexity to diverse characters. Now, just so you know, I'm listening and I agree with you on the flip side, in real life, and if I wasn't just watching this for escapism, let's be honest, I'm a pretty tall guy, as you know, I'm about 6'5", and I'm, I'm, I'm 240 or what have you. This guy seems like he's at least 6'3", 6'4", something like that, 220, 230. There is 0, 0, 0% that this guy is blending in going to an auction to buy a, a necklace for $40 million or whatever, and he's not standing out like a sore thumb. So when it comes to that, I completely, 100% agree with you that there's no way possible that this guy would not be on everyone's list. So yes, I completely agree with you. Yeah, it just that, it, you know, it, it, it made me roll my eyes too many times, you know, and, and it, that kind of detracts from the story of it. Because as much as you enjoy how silky smooth they kind of wrote it, and obviously there's some historical perspective to that character and that whole show, as much as it's silky smooth, the, the reality of it is just, the, the, the gap is just too wide, if you ask me. That's one. Two, if, if you start looking at who he is as a person, right, and as a Black person, and as tall as he is, and you place him into that spot, you could do more. Right. You can't you, you can you can simplify the story to tell it. But because he's in a space where he was doing a lot of things separate from the fact that he's just he wasn't a petty thief. Obviously, he was doing that for a reason. You could actually bring more aspects of him into the into the show. So it, to me, that's the whole concept of, yes, you want representation. Yes, you want a diverse cast. Right. Yes, you want to play somebody in a role that they don't expect him to be in because Obviously, he was the only black guy at the auction. Obviously, he's the only black guy in a lot of spaces in the movie. At the, on the show, I keep saying movie on the beach and all of these things. But if you do that, lean a little bit more into the story, right? Don't just make it feel like, okay, now that we're all into you know, equality and we're going to cast you know, different faces and different names and different genders into roles, we're just going to do it because this is the direction that we're going. Lean into it a little bit and get into the nuances of what these, what difference brings to the table. I think that's the whole concept of equity, right? The, the other aspect of diversity. It, that's the whole concept of it. So I felt it should like- have, It should have truth. It should definitely, it, you don't want to have diversity for diversity's sake. You know, you want to have diversity because it's realistic. And I get that, you know, I mean, it makes sense to me. You know, I'm, I see where you're coming with the blackwashing. It makes a lot of sense to me, but personally, my biggest issue with it is kind of like a, I don't even know if everybody really thought about it, but to have a show, right, where your lead is a, is a, a black man, um, he is in an interracial relationship. That's cool. That's fine. So his son is biracial. His father obviously is also a black man. I think if, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to put on and get in touch with my, my, my feminine side here, is where are the black women? I mean, you got five episodes. We have no explanation to where his mother is uh, at all. And, you know, I've, I've read a couple of articles over the last couple of, of, you know, months and whatever. I read a lot of the trade magazines and things like that. And this term of black women erasure has been becoming really prevalent. And I'm like, really, is that really happening? You know, you've you've seen a lot of groundbreaking performances uh, in the last couple of years. Viola Davis, Kerry Washington, 
um, you can just go on and on and on. N- 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 Nicole Bahari. So I was like, is that really still happening? Because I feel like black women are getting stronger, deeper, uh, better roles and even producing some of the best things out there, such as Regina King and Ava DuVernay and so forth and so on. So but that, my that issue- to me, go, go ahead, Marcus. I was going to interject, but, you know, because to me, I, I think to me that that's an extension of the leaning into it. Right. And if you if you look at when you watch the show, there are, there are other aspects that are subtly hinted on, but they're not really played out. You know, they make a reference to, you know, the black boy, him and his young age not being able to swim, right? So there's that part of it. They do a slight thing where he goes to jail voluntarily and comes out, you know? So this is some like, this is some stereotypical things that are prevalent, that if, if you lend any bit of sophistication to them, it really adds more. Like you're questioning about the representation of, you know, the black woman. Absolutely. The only one that we saw in the movie was a janitor. Again, a role that's typically played by black women in shows, right? And so there's some of these things that I look at and as much as it's, a, again, it's, it's a silky smooth story. It flows well. And all the great attributes that we've talked about but as a black person that's fundamentally connected to the sentiment of being black and not being able to isolate that from my reality, I cringe every time I see enough of those things. And I'm like, okay, you brought that up. So what? You did that. So what? Okay. I saw the woman that the black woman, that's a janitor. Okay. Are they going to play another role? That's it. And then that's it. You know, it just passes on. And so from, from a, 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 a casting standpoint, I think you mentioned that everybody played the role very well. You look at it and you're like, okay, you played the role very well, but can I lend more to your role to do something on top of what's expected of you? I think that's what really differentiates um, acting in a show. And that's really what differentiates writing and depth and you know allows the, the, the viewer to walk away with something that makes them think. And, and that's really what... You know, if we're going to talk about black culture and film and we're going to sit on it and analyze it and, and spend time looking into it, you want that to be something that you take away. You want the, the, the viewer to be able to say, oh, damn, I didn't think about it this way. Oh, you said something that made me walk away and think about this stereotype that I, that I assume or that has been passed down to me from media. This is why we're talking about, you know, movies and and shows and music, right? Because a lot of the things that we know or don't know, we've just been, it's just been dumped on us from, from media, um, as entertainment, you know, as, as, as just facile things in life that are deposited into our consciousness unknowingly. And then we assume them and then it keeps getting perpetuated. And, you know, these are the folks that come up now and they do it, the writers and the directors. So, we have to question these things. We have to poke at them because they make the stories, they make the stories not really lend much more to us than just cheap entertainment. You were onto something. I, I just had to jump in and say that. No, no, no. I'm I'm fine. That's the point. I mean, I, I want it to be a lot of brainstorming going on because sometimes just through conversation, you'll get me to see something I didn't see. I you know, even when in the 90s, when people were watching Friends and people were always saying, like, wow, you're in New York City, and it just seems like New York City should have more diversity. I, I kind of come back to that, even with the extras or people just walking in the park in a scene. 
you know, Paris is like New York or LA or, you know, Berlin. Like it's a very culturally diverse show. And I do see that there was, you know, speckles of, you know, different looking faces here and there. And that's great. But I think it seemed like when you go and you have five episodes, so you have almost five hours of viewing and you see maybe one black woman, it almost seems like, and I know, it's, I'm, I'm sure it probably wasn't, that would be my assumption, but it almost seems like it's a concerted effort, especially I think it's more prevalent when your your lead character is a black person and there's no black women. And, you know, the last couple of years, we all have heard it. We've all seen the hashtags and seen the movements that's, that's not just been happening here in Los Angeles or in the United States, but across the world, whether it's the Me Too movement, whether it's you know Black Lives Matter or even just fights for you know the transgendered and, and, and lesbian and gay communities. Representation is, is something that really, really matters. And, you know, as I said, being a guy from the South, I didn't grow up with a lot of, um, you know, maybe people who are Hispanics, but there was always black and white. And you just realize, like, when you see, like, for all these millions of little girls right now across the world who see um, Vice President Kamala Harris, like, that representation means something. And though so, I'm not so, a female. So, so to oh. that, to to that, Marcus, I, I keep interjecting here, but I, I, think, I think representation really matters. It's just not presentation. Like you, you actually have to represent. And so what that means, you just mentioned Kamala Harris, is that if she decides to wear Converse in the cover of a magazine, she's actually representing not just the office, but she's representing who she is. And so for the kid that decides later on in life that, you know, I want to have a tattoo or something, they're not going to say, well, I don't want to have a tattoo around my neck because my shirt, when I go to corporate, I don't want the tattoo to stick out. Because are you going to be part of the representation and part of a diverse consideration if they're going to do reporting on diversity in film or diversity in corporations or all of that? Absolutely. Are you actually there as yourself? No. When, when you think about um, our son in the show, when you think about him and think about the role that he played, was there anything on there that makes you feel like if I took him out and put a white person in there, they're not, they're going to stand out. There's going to be something missing. Did you find any of that? Well, I felt like they tried to put comments in there that led you to believe that, you know, and we, we're trying not to do spoilers here, but it's kind of hard not to talk about certain scenes without giving a little bit away. But there's a scene early on where he's at the affluent family's home and he's allowed to go to their swimming pool and she was just like, hey, is it true what they say about, you know, basically black people? And it's a tongue in cheek. Like, are they talking about, you know, some kind of stereotype about black men and their size and their whatever. But she actually was referring to can black people swim? So there was a couple little comments. There was like three or four comments in the film that kind of like, OK, that was directed clearly. And, and that's and that, just to kind of let you know, that's where I'm going with it when I talk about how black women were so erased from this, this series, they made a point to show and really delve into how being black made him invisible. And that's what they want us to believe, that because he's black, people don't even see him. So that's how he's able to get away with these, these great heists or what have you. But how do you talk about someone being invisible when you're making a whole gender? <laughs> 
just completely erased because again, we're black men. So we can understand the things that we deal with in our livelihoods. But what we have to recognize is just like we would want a white male to understand the plight of a, a Hispanic female or a black man or whatever, we too have a responsibility that when we see something wrong to speak on it. I don't mean I have to come and browbeat you and beat you over the head with it, but I need to address it and make you aware of it so you can fix it. And so to me, when you have a lead character that is a black man, his father is a black man, his son is a half black you know, child, to just completely erase black women, it's, it's a tragedy. It really is it's perpetuating that black women are either invisible or they have to be a stereotype where they're the angry black woman. And, and that's the thing that I would work um, if, if they, when a se- second season comes out or what have you, that would be something I would want them to address and I would also want them to address as much as um, I, you know, I think it's a very stylistic show. So, so why don't you hold up, hold up with address? Because we're gonna have a whole little section here talk about what you change, right? My biggest discomfort in watching it is that I couldn't help but tell myself this guy cannot be as invisible as they're presenting him to be. This is a big, burly black guy that's walking in very confined quarters that is filled with cops and in the streets and into restaurants and all of these things, right? And maybe this is my experience. This is just a sum of my experiences that I'm playing out. But I think one of the things that movies and TV shows and music, one of the things that we get from it and why we're so stuck on these mediums is that it allows, it transports us into different places. So if, if you actually allow me to sit and watch a show and I can't get out of my reality, right? Because the, the guy's a very good actor. So there are points when you actually forget that he's who he is because, you know, he goes about it, you know, his expressions are great and all of those things. But if I can't get beyond the fact that I see a black guy in an area with cameras and all of these things and the cops are struggling to find him, then there is something inherently not very well nuanced. There is something that is not as sophisticated as it's supposed to be. And this is on the show. On the improvement side, you know, which we can jump into now, on the improvement side, that's why I say you can extend it, right? Into Now you can get into your point. I know you were going to talk about extending and episode um, season two, I, you can get into your point. I have some thoughts I'll put in, but I'll let you get into your thoughts because you're already going down that path. You're doing, you know, I guess what we should say, how about this? Before we get into what what changes or modifications we would like to see in part two, um, is I think what they're calling it, what would you say, because I think it's important to not just browbeat people's work. I think it's important to say what was good and what was bad. And if there's nothing, we should we should point that out. So if I had to just like narrow it down um, and just do a a little quick brief synopsis, what would you say was your favorite part of the show? Since I think you kind of already addressed what was one of your probably your your most the thing that you disliked the most. What would what would you say was the, the strength of the show and what would you say was the biggest weakness of the show, in your opinion? Without getting into the nuances of it, it, it's a show I totally recommend for somebody to watch. Obviously, I'm not the only one watching it. It's one of the highest rated shows on Netflix. And 
to think that it's actually developed outside of the U.S., but it's doing as well. You can imagine that it's doing very well all over the world. So it's it's a relatively good show. And I wouldn't say browbeating because what we want to do from a Black culture standpoint is to really dive in and call some of these things out and pin them so we can raise the consciousness of, you know, who's doing story development for it? You know, who's the, who are some of the writers? Who are some of the creatives? If they hear some of these things and it seeps into their consciousness, then the next time they have a black man, they'll say, hey, let's bring the mom in. Like, let's do some of these things. So to me, I'd say though, that's what I find good about the show. I'd, I'd actually say great because it, it's a TV show and it, for, for being a TV show, it's actually of great quality. Notion, before you jump into your dislike, I mean, I... I think I kind of said this and touched on it earlier. I felt like the acting was strong. Um, forgive me for not thinking of the actress's name, but I even remember the, the 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 lady who plays his wife, who's the mother of his child. She was in a movie back in the early '90s called The Swimming Pool. She's a really good act. Like everyone was great. Even the child actor was he served his role because sometimes you see kid actors and you're like, really. But I felt like the cast was strong. Like the acting was strong. Um, that was something that I really really appreciated. I mean, like. I feel like everyone was committed to their roles and you you can buy into it. And, and, you know, I really think that was a strength. I think the direction, as you said, cinematically, it was beautifully shot. Um, the way it was done, it felt like a movie. And I think that's why you keep calling it a film, because it felt like a movie. And um, but if I had to, since I'm going ahead and I'm, I'm already talking, I'll jump into a dislike. I've already kind of addressed what I felt about some of it. But I think to your point, I would say the writers. I would definitely say, you know, if you're going to, it's one thing to have representation. It's another, you still want some realism, you know, like make me, like, if you want me to be completely submersed into this, make me believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like you said, you can't have this, this, you know, whatever he is, six foot three, 230 pound black guy walking around a sea of, you know, non, you know, diverse people. And everybody's just like, oh, you belong here. And just because you you know, you copy and paste your face over somebody else's online. I now believe that you got $576 million. It, it, it will require a little bit more than that. If you go to like, I don't know, Sotheby's and you're going to an auction, I think they're going to look for a little bit more than a website saying that I have half a million dollars. If they don't require anything, but that then, you know, I need to go try to buy Dr. Dre's house or something. Cause, uh, I assure you, I don't have half a billion dollars at my disposal. So give me some more realism would be my suggestion and give me some more accurate depiction, because even though I've talked about the lack of black women being shown, I still would like to see, like you said, he's a thief, even though he's a thief with a cause, he's still a thief. His father, even though he should not have been, he still was in jail. And the only other black person really in the show besides his um, his son is the guy who's trying to kill him who's a murderer. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's problematic for me. So to, touching on that, you know, for me, for this show and like a bunch of other cop shows, we know the stereotypes. We know the assumptions. Play on those, right? Visit with them a little bit. If he's going to go to jail, he can't just walk into jail by himself and cough himself, Right. Let the cops write it so the cops can arrest him and bring him to jail and allow him to use that opportunity to do his business. And then they realize that they don't have proof or something and take him out. 
if you're going to mention, for example, that, you know, he's from Senegal, they made a, a mention, you know, when he was applying for one of the jobs in there and he mentioned that he was from Senegal, you know, let his outfits like, you know, costuming, um, jewelry or something, let it have something cultural centric about it. Don't just make it bland and don't make it. I mean, if he's going to wear the color of hat, not trying to put a spoiler out there, if he's going to wear that color of a hat, you might as well go in and put something that's fundamentally him that stands out just as much, but it's something cultural that speaks to him, right? If he's going to walk back from where he goes to work and where he operates and goes back into a neighborhood, well, show people in the neighborhood that look like him, right? Let, let it be something that so pretty much visit with the stereotype, visit, you sophisticate the nuances that you build in a little bit, right? You talked about him, um, having, you know, his mother or wife, those are some of the other things that I'll throw in. And also like the, the, the kids in the school, like they kept going back in time. If they play back and forth, you should be able to see some sort of representation. So I, I'll tweak some of those things in it. And also, also, if he's going to be invisible, I think one of the ways to be invisible is to be highly visible. So allow him to stick out or for him to be so visible because not to be funny even when they show his various love interests or his friends he still sticks out like even his i guess the way they appear it looks like it's his best friend that works into the who works at the little gift shop place that has like high-end antiques he sticks out like a sore thumb i mean that's his friend you remember when he was arrested in the beginning um in the jewelry shop when the whole thing was boiling down yes. and he was able to get out of that episode, that's kind of normal. He just had a little bit, you know, deafness. I'm saying, but even when he hangs out with his friends or the people he's close with, he still sticks out like a sore thumb. I mean, it's so I, allow I mean, him. He's not just, so I'm saying you allow him to stick out and not be so smooth, but while sticking out, it becomes a tool that he uses to disappear, right? Not just that he, that. He, he, he sticks out, but you don't see him. He sticks out, but you come to arrest people and you miss him, or you're looking for faces in the place and you don't point him out because clearly, unless it's a completely different separate universe that exists in, in France, which it does not, because they have just as bad um, as, as racial issues as we have in the U.S., you use that and play up the story. You use that and make the story sophisticated and make it real while allowing the viewer to walk into a space in their mind that you don't necessarily present on screen, right? So to me, I mean, those are some of the things, I don't want to belabor the point too much, but those are some of the things that I, see, I point out in the story, but just about everything else um, was very well done in the show. are going to end the show for everyone joining us for the first time. We're going to talk about a movie or a show or or uh, some music and we always going to give it a score we're going to give you our honest opinion um we so appreciate everyone joining us for the first time around hopefully you'll stick with us and get to know us a little bit better but i guess kind of i guess in closing being like out of five what would you rate the show lupin how i would say it like most americans would say it who don't speak french lupin and lupin what would you rate it a five from a black POV 
would be Black Panther. So to me, that's my scale of five. That would be Black Panther, where it takes a Black story and tells it, but doesn't just tell it. It visits with the culture and it visits with the nuances and it reinforces them and, and, and develops them into something else. So that's my five. For me, this is a three and a half. I'm mostly giving it three and a half because the story, like I said, is good. The cinematography is good. I think the writing, the storytelling um, is good as well. The reason why I'm not giving it much more than that is because I feel like um, this was an instance where I'd say it was blackwashing, where they were able to blacken up a show without really visiting with the blackness of what it could be. So that'd be my rating. You? Typically, you know, we see some things the same and we see some things differently. This is one of those times that, man, I, I got to admit to you, I'm 100% on board with you. I, at first, if you would have asked me at the beginning of this conversation, I probably would have leaned a little bit closer to a four because, you know, I still like to watch shows sometimes to, for escapism. But at the same time, I do think shows, movies, music, you have a responsibility to be fair, to be honest. And if you're going to put someone in a, a, a film, give me a backstory. Tell me why I should care about him. And I felt like it a little bit exploited me. Like you supposed to care for him because he was treated poorly and because his dad was killed, but there's more to it than that. And I just felt like that was a little surface level. I am excited to see where they go. I hope they will build upon what they started and do a deeper dive than what we got in the first five episodes. But I agree with your, your score. Um, I think three and a half is, is, is very fair, but it's a good show. I would really recommend it. Um, I would recommend other people watch it, but I do think three and a, three and a half is a, a fair score. Well, thanks. Episode one. Thanks for joining us. Um, this is what we're going to do. Uh, we have lots of opportunities to see differently, tell stories differently. So we're, we appreciate you coming on this journey with us and we're going to have fun with it. Thank you. Take care, everybody.